Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hello and welcome back to the Trap Game Podcast. I am your host, Mark Ruthop, with my co-host, DeAndre Henderson. What's the deal, y'all? We back for another one. Week three of NFL football. We are coming off a not-so-great week just overall. College, we didn't do well. I think we both missed our super locks. Um, I did not have a good week in picks. You were right behind me. I went 4-11-1. You went 5-10-1. So it goes to show week one to week two, you don't really learn anything. And hopefully going into week three, we learn a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Um, But talking about that, we had some really good college football this weekend. Um, Colorado got the unexpected win. Now, okay, I have a question for you because after they came back and won, which was awesome, by the way, it was just a great game overall. I did have the over, so getting that over was really nice. Um, As a 21-point favorite at home, did you not find it a little bit corny that the students rushed the field afterwards? I did. I understand, like, it was an improbable win. They had the lowest win total projection to begin the year. So, like, I understand that this is a really, really cool year for Colorado. But at the same point, like, you're ranked. You beat a 21-point underdog in the last minute. I don't – I just – I think that the storming the field was a little bit corny. Maybe it was because all of the backlash from the – the talking they were doing before the game. Maybe it was a, it was a probably a mix of a whole bunch of different other things. I don't, you know, wouldn't necessarily play it off as corny. They're already rivals, Colorado versus Colorado state. So maybe that was a thing. Colorado maybe. hasn't won in forever. Right. So maybe they are just finally getting used to being winners. Right. Because Dion is a winner and that's what he's come here to do. He didn't come here to lose. Right. And I guess like from the outside looking in, I don't know how many games, between Colorado and Colorado State I've ever watched besides this one. That would be the first. <laughs> yeah, so maybe maybe that is a thing. Maybe they do storm the field, you know, more often than I would think. Um, and my other takeaway from that game, the uh, unfortunately, we were right about Travis Hunter eventually getting hurt. I totally understand that it was a dirty play on the Colorado State kids' part. Um, it is part of the game. It was a rivalry game and going into it, I think there was a lot more talking between the programs than there usually has been. So, you know, hits like that do happen. Unfortunately, you know, you don't like to see Hunter go down on a play like that. Um, and I will give credit to Deion Sanders. He came out today. The kid has been getting death threats. The Colorado State player and Deion Sanders he came out. He defended the kid. He defended the kid. Travis Hunter defended the kid. Yeah. So even through all the talking and everything, I think uh, you don't have to like Deion Sanders. You don't have to like what he's doing with that program. But the fact that he came out and defended that kid after he hurt his second best player on the team, and so did Travis Hunter, that says a lot about them. And uh, that was really big. Deion's got these boys playing big boy football. 
They are looking past the college football game. They're looking at their futures. That's just the kind of coach Dion is. He's got these boys acting like pros. So yes, you you saw you saw the def- defending of the other guy coming. If you know, if you follow Dion, because he's just old school like that. Because mm-hmm. it's a part of the game. Now, like do you, you think though, like Shador, you know, he's out there with the Rolex at warm up. You see all that stuff. Like to me, that's a little much. You don't see guys in the NFL doing that. No. So I think that's that's a lot for me right now to see them doing. Uh, you know, it's just too much, especially for a college kid. I understand. Like, this is a different hype around a team. I don't think we've ever seen in college. So like, I get the fun of it. I totally understand it. But you know, like you just said, they're preparing for past college and all this stuff. You don't see pros doing stuff like this. So it, it's it's a little bit. Uh, again, it's a little bit corny to me, just to me, to to see all this extra fluff. I can understand. I can understand that to a certain degree, but I also am not blind to the fact that uh, this is a new time. We're in a new kind of era. These kids are now getting paid to go into college, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you follow the NIL and how much Shadur Sanders is actually making. The, the kid is making more than you and me would probably ever make it right. playing college Just football. Just one, yeah, one you know year in college mean? football. Right? So, quite frankly, it's not a shock. It's just something he's going to have to man up an adult that if you're going to flash your watches around, you better be able to, number one, back it up. Mm-hmm. And number two, you got to be prepared for, you know, the hate that comes with that. Right. Because not a lot of people like to see other people succeed. And unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. Now. I don't know if it's so much about not wanting to see them succeed, mm-hmm. but it is, you know, like you're you're flashing it around in a college game where a lot of kids aren't making the money that he's yeah. making, Travis Hunter's making, and there are kids that are making as much as they are that still aren't doing these things. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see a kid on Alabama doing something like this. You don't Mixed see a kid... Not oh, exactly. You don't see a kid on Clemson or Georgia or Texas. Like, you have to, like... I understand that they haven't been there before as a program, but you're only three and zero. You got a long. You got a long way to go. Good lord, these next two games. You should have lost to Colorado State. Like, you know, hopefully they tone it down a little bit. I I like I like what they're doing. It's been really fun to watch. I'll be watching them almost every week because that's what they've built up around this program. Before last year, they got to never watch a Colorado State football game. A Colorado football game. Right. So the fact that they're doing this, the fact that, you know, Dion's got these boys ready to go play uh, Bo Nix and those Ducks. Mm-hmm. So quite frankly, I wish them the best of luck. Yeah. I'm going to, that's one of my picks for this week. I'm still going to be riding Colorado, man, even though they burned us last week. That 21 point uh, favorite at home was. Right. Whew. Now, okay, so we'll go into our picks yeah. for the week. Let's do it. We did go 0-2 on college, bringing us both to 2-2. We got y'all, man. Don't trip. Now, we are going against each other here. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about it over the weekend. Um, I am going to take Oregon minus the 21. Yep. I just saw too many holes in their game this weekend. It was their first game at home. They lost Travis Hunter. They lost a huge piece of that offense. And defense. Right. They lost their number one corner. They lost their number one receiver. 
I just think this Oregon team is a little bit too much of a step up in competition. There's a, there's a reason that they came into this year projected to only win three games. They're way better than that projection, but at some point, I think that they're going to run into a test that they can't pass. And for me, it's starting with this week in Oregon. Yeah. So, and we no disrespect to Colorado. Listen, when we t- we talked about it and we were very honest about it, as me even being a bandwagon hopping Colorado <laughs> Buffalo fan, mm-hmm. uh, just knowing the tasks they have ahead, I said, listen, I don't care how talented, even with Tra- Travis Hunter, they would have struggled. They're gonna have they're gonna have struggles against Oregon in Oregon. Mm-hmm. They're going to to Oregon. The USC game is a little bit more realistic for me because they'll be playing in front of their home crowd. Right. But then you that's the number one player in the country you'll be going up against at that time mm-hmm. in Caleb Williams. So these are tough two these next two games will pretty much tell the season for the Buffaloes. So I, I'm I'm excited. I know you're excited. You're gonna take uh, Oregon minus the twenty one. I'm gonna go the other way, as I've been doing all year. I've taken Colorado all year. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna keep doing that. And hey, like I like the twenty one. Like I said, the only reason I'm taking it is because I wasn't, I wasn't happy with what I saw out of Colorado this weekend, which is one hundred percent understandable. Yeah. So, and and if they were playing a lesser opponent than Oregon, I'd probably take them again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just Oregon looks like a unit, and, and Bo Nix is really good. Yeah, yeah, so. they they look really good this week. Uh, my second pick is Texas minus fifteen. They won by 21 against Wyoming. It wasn't a convincing 21. They didn't look super great. Quinn Ewers had a step back this week. My thing there is I just think that they're going to have a much better bounce back week. Um, it was it was a letdown spot for Texas big time after going into Alabama and winning that game pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. It happens, you know. Mm-hmm. You go into a you go into a huge game. You you play a little bit harder than you would in in a lot of games, and I think this Wyoming game for them was a little bit of a, hey, let's take it easy. We just beat Bama. You know they were kind of buying into their own hype a little bit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully having a little bit of a scare, quote unquote, and you know it was not a little bit dominating. Of a scare. Yeah, it was. like they didn't dominate like they should have. And I think they're going to refocus. I think they'll go into Baylor and get and take care of business. Because I think that Wyoming team is a lot better than this Baylor team. So yeah. I'll take the minus 15 with Texas there too. All right. I love that pick. If this wasn't – if I didn't have my pick, I would have probably put my hands on Texas this mm-hmm. week. But I'm going to go uh, to the SEC. I'm going to go with the Ole Miss running Rebels, baby. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Alabama doesn't know who their quarterback is. I don't know who their quarterback is. They, yeah, they don't. <laughs> so the fact of the matter is, Ole Miss knows who's their quarterback, who who their quarterback is, mm-hmm. and he's got seven touchdowns on the year, one pick. You know what? I'll take that. Ole Miss is going to be on the road, but Alabama just doesn't know who their quarterback they is. They just don't look right. No, they just and they just look out of they look out of sync. I mean, even the quarterbacks that they did use this weekend. One threw for like 50 yards. The other one threw for like 40 yards. And yeah, one threw. I only saw one really good-looking pass from the quarterback. Yeah. And that was the, the deep pass for the touchdown. Yeah. That and was the last one I, I saw. I mean, what? They beat USF by 14? Barely. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even think it was that much. I, I think they ran away with it a little bit at the end of the game. but We'll have to check that score. Yeah. But um, I don't... Like I said, I haven't seen a whole lot out of Alabama this year. This is probably one of Saban's worst 
teams he's had in recent memory? Maybe the worst. Maybe the worst. I, I don't think it's crazy to say that it's probably the worst team that Alabama's had. And I They're going to put guys in the NFL. There's no question about that. But as far as like a collective talent, I don't know. Alabama just looks different. This yeah, they, they won 17-3, to a late touchdown, or a touchdown and a third touchdown in the fourth. So they were tied 3-3. Three to three Like I said. With USF <laughs> at halftime. And they're still ranked 10th in the country. Don't let yeah. that ranking scare you. I think Ole Miss is just a smidge better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're going to see. I mean, shoot, Ole Miss is 15th in the country and 3-0 and going into Tuscaloosa. So. so, remember I said that wrong last week? I don't know what I said. Tuscaloosa. It's Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Um, okay, so our two picks this week. Um, I'm on Oregon at minus 21 and Texas at the uh, minus 15. Dre is on Colorado at plus 21 and Ole Miss plus 7. You're so one of us is going to be at least 1-1 one one this week. So we'll see. Um, so before we get into the picks, there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 9 teams that are 0-2. You have the Patriots, Bengals, Texans, Chargers, Broncos, Vikings, Bears, Panthers, and Cardinals. So there's some teams that you definitely expected to be there, mm-hmm. and we have some teams that we definitely did not expect to be there. So my question to you is, out of these teams, what team do you think is going to make the playoffs after starting 0-2? Oh, this is, this is tough because a lot of these teams you don't expect to be here, like, you know, Bengals, um, the freaking Chargers. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock it and say the Chargers. Okay. I don't see the Chargers not making the playoffs. That team is so loaded at every position. Like mm-hmm. where is where are the holes on that team? Right. They've got good. They're good everywhere. So at the end of the day, this the Chargers just at, just might come down to coaching, and Brandon Staley just might be a little bit in over his skis. I just hope that's not the case. So I'm gonna say the Chargers. Can I say two? Maybe hot takes about the Chargers here. Bring. One isn't a hot take. Brandon Staley is a terrible coach. I can he's get on board. He's not a good that. coach. I can get on board with that. They he, just lost to Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. They gave a 10 year old the keys to a Lamborghini. He doesn't know how to drive it. He makes the wrong decisions. He's, and he's, it's a stick shift. <laughs> right. He's aggressive when he doesn't need to be, he's not aggressive when he needs to be. His, his whole MO was, hey, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to go for it on fourth down. And he analytics, does it when he analytics, should. Analytics, yeah. analytics. He does it when he shouldn't. He does it, you know, he, a whole bunch of bad decisions. Here's the hot take for me. I think they have a hole at quarterback. I like Justin Herbert. I do. And I thought this was his year to show out. What has he done? What has he done? Okay. You caught me off guard with that. You I understand, but... No, 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 no. You got me really off guard. I get it, but what has he done as the quarterback of the Chargers? He puts... He looks... There's games where he looks great, but when it's time for him to really buckle down and be the fucking quarterback that they need him to be, he he crumbles. He crumbles. The Raiders last year... He crumbled in that game? I would say so. He definitely didn't... He... You, as that kind of quarterback... They wouldn't have been here, been in that position if it wasn't for Herbert. But they would have been in the playoffs, too, if it wasn't for him sometimes. Oh, gosh. Okay. 
guys that he caught me really off guard with that. I was not ready for a response. Trust me, I'm going to get my book and I'm going to hit him in the face with that one next week. <laughs> Make sure you bookmark whatever timestamp we're at right now. I need you to bookmark that because I'm coming back for him. You, you don't, you can't beat the Titans. That's in, not on Justin Herbert. Two. That's not on Justin Herbert. You can't beat the Dolphins in week one. I just, I get that their defense has definitely been underperforming, but he had an opportunity in week one to win that game. Took a bad sack, couldn't hit an open receiver. And in week two, I didn't went, uh, watch a lot of the game. But again, you had a lead multiple times. You lose in overtime. And it was only a three-point win, so the Chargers had, at one point in that overtime game, had the ball to at least win or tie. Okay. I'll give it up. I'm not – because I'm not prepared, like I said. I need to go get booked up and hit you with Justin Herbert's stats because I don't know. Don't Justin hit me Herbert. with stats. I don't – see, that's Why the thing. Not? I don't like hit, getting hit with stats. I like getting hit with what have you done. You can hit me with every stat in the book. Have you won when it matters? Have you won in the playoffs? That's what these guys are paid for. They're not paid to put up 350 yards, three touchdowns, and then lose first round in the playoffs. That's not what they're paid for. They're not paid to be good fantasy quarterbacks. They're paid to win. And what has Justin Her Herbert done? He hasn't won. He's made them more relevant than they have been in the past. But again, we're looking at a Chargers that were extremely hyped going into the season, and now they're sitting here 0-2 again. Okay. I'm letting it go. I'm just saying. I'm letting it go. And I mean, honestly, I mean, you can't say the same thing about Joe Burrow because he's got them to a Super Bowl. He's got them to two AFC championships. There's a couple guys that you can put in the Justin Herbert category that maybe he's just a little bit flashier. Maybe he looks better than he actually is. Okay. That's a hot take. You so said it's a hot take. It is a hot take. It's a very hot take. It's and spicy. if he turns and if he and I've said it in the couple weeks prior, I think that this was going to be a big year for Herbert. I believed in the Chargers, but looking through them for two weeks, maybe they're a paper tiger. Maybe they're not as good as we think. Maybe they look a lot better on paper than they do on the field. And I mean, that's kind of what's showing up right now. Okay, fair enough. I think it's coaching, but we'll go. We can move on. That's a big part of it too. It's a, it's a big part of it too. Huge. If Brandon Staley is a guru, quote unquote, on defense. Why is your defense allowing up third and 15s? Why are, we get, just why are we giving this up? Yeah, We're talking about Ryan Tannehill here. No disrespect to Tantan. He's a solid quarterback. He's one of the 32. But check this out. It's Ryan Tannehill, guys. Like we I also don't agree with your take on that, that if they're one of the starting 32 quarterbacks in the NFL that they're decent, that doesn't mean that they're decent. That means that that team, they're probably bad. First of all, which you know, the Viking or the Titans have not been a throwing team in a really long time since Derrick Henry was in his prime, right? And since they have Mariota, yeah. I mean, Justin Fields, you can't tell me that there's not someone better than him that can start right now. Jay Fields, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, I would take over Justin Fields right now. We can talk about it, we can talk about and it, and we will because Gardner Minshew played a great game. In Houston, when Richardson Anthony already, Richardson, Richardson went already down. put him in his position. That's anyway, <laughs> my pick, 
it, it's we talked about it a little bit earlier. The easy one on this list is the Bengals to to turn it around. Joe Burrow's calf injury really, really, really scares me. And even when he's in, there's something going on. Either between the ears, maybe it's because he got paid, so he's not preparing like he should be. But there's something going on in Cincinnati. I love the Bengals. They're my second favorite team behind the Cardinals. I want them to turn it around. I'm just not convinced that they can at this moment in time, especially if Joe Burrow misses time. My pick is going to be the Vikings. They easily could be 2-0. They're not the best team in the world, obviously, but I think they're a lot better than what they've shown. They were competitive. Uh, they should have probably should have beat the Buccaneers in week one. They were hanging around with the Eagles the entire uh, Thursday night game that they could have won there too. I think they'll turn it around. Not a particularly strong division that they're playing in either. So, you know, if there's one team that I'm going to pick, it'll be the Vikings. That's fair. Yeah. Um, not. I'm just not in love with that defense. They're going to – typically, they got to beat you by shootout. Right. And, unfortunately, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the, in the game now that you ain't going to beat by shootout. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, the Vikings was a tough one for me. And I think, I think you're wrong about those Bengals, man. I think they'll be fine. They did this exact – it's almost the exact same picture last year. They started off a little messy, a little rocky 0-2. Everyone was questioning Joe Burrow, Jamar. We're talking about, should we drop Jamar Chase in fantasy? No. Yeah, it's dumb. That's dumb. Absolutely not. Joe Burrow is a professional. He is – he's Joe Shiesty, man. He's going to be ready when, like you said, when it's money time. Because mm-hmm. we all know the money times for a quarterback in the game. It's the fourth, third, fourth quarter. And when, you, when everybody knows you got to throw – can you deliver some dots? And Joe Burrow can definitely. Like I said, if if we went into this episode today knowing that Joe Burrow was 100% healthy, then yes, the easy pick would have been the Bengals. Easy. But we but don't know if he's we healthy. We don't know if he's healthy. The calf issue is clearly still messing with him. He is not playing healthy right now. Even if he does play, he's going to be forcing it. it. It's just a little wor- – it just worries me just a little bit. On they the got course. maybe two more games to like – kind of give up and, you know, figure out the kinks. Yeah. And then they're going to have to start turning to some of these bad games in the Ws. You, you have – they have a get-right spot this week against the Rams. Like, if you cannot – Is this a get – are the Rams get-right? A get-right team? I think so. Ooh. I really think so. A, a team like the Bengals, this should be a get-right spot for them. With, especially without Cooper Cup. Yeah, if they had Cooper Cup, man. Be, Th- then, yeah, time. then it would be a little bit closer than that. But, you know – on paper, going into the year, the Bengals should clear in a way be the better team here. So if they lose here, then there's a lot of trouble brewing in Cincinnati. Um, then we got to start talking about how Matt Stafford. No, his time's done. He's like 39. He's going to retire in a year or two. Okay. That's great. Maybe if we talk about him just this year. We could talk about him because he's playing. He's doing good. This well, year. okay. Let's get into the picks then because we'll get to that game. Let's go. But going into Thursday night's game, you have the New York Giants against the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are minus 10. They are juiced to minus 115. The over-under is 44 and a half. I just don't see how the Giants score against the Niners here. They were already a bad offense going into this week. Now you lose your arguably top weapon in Saquon Barkley. 
No disrespect to Matt Breida, but I don't think he's going to solve the 49ers offense. No, absolutely not. And no Saquon. Uh, Daniel Jones already looks a little shaky in that pocket. The Niners have a roaring defensive line. Good, great linebackers. Right. Good corners. Good safeties. They've got dudes all over the field. And, uh, you know, you gotta, you're going you're gonna to need a really, really good quarterback to beat San Francisco. So, yeah. Unfortunately for the Giants, that's this just this one isn't a good spot for you guys to be in on a short week on, a short on Thursday week night. I'm sorry, short this is, week, an emotional win coming yep. back down from 21. Yep, you had to fight harder than you thought against the Cardinals, and now you get a gift of going to play the 49ers. Okay, so here's my question to you: We were pumping the tires pretty hard on the Giants going into this year. Oh yeah, were we wrong? One, were we just dead wrong, or is it just they haven't found their footing yet? Are they just a bad team? I'm not going to go as far as to say they're a bad football team. I'm going to say they just haven't found their groove, and I don't know. I can't. It's hard because I still like them, in a sense. I still like the little weapons they have. I love tight end. I love their running back, Saquon. But, you know, unfortunate injuries like that. and, and they, you know. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're 0-2. Because if you watch that Cardinals game like I did, they clearly, like, they went into halftime. The Cardinals did. They went into halftime. Hey, man, we're up 28-7. We played a great game. Now we have to protect our number one pick. That's what happened. You can't sit there and tell me that the Cardinals had a 28-7 lead in the third quarter. And surrendered. And just completely changed what they were doing on offense and defense. Offense went quiet. They couldn't move the ball anymore. James Conner had 100 yards. In the first half, they looked like the best offense in football. Second half, the first half, their defense was getting pressure. Daniel Jones couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't run the ball. Then all of a sudden, Daniel Jones, there's no one within 15 feet of any receiver the entire second half. So, I'm sorry, Michael Bidwell went into that locker room. He said, hey, great win. Now start being the Cardinals everyone thinks that we're going to be because Caleb Williams is sitting at home. And that's the thing, too. The Cardinals are not inept. They're not the worst team in football. I don't care what anyone says. They're not. So, Caleb Williams' dad, hope he's watching. This is the team that your son's going to come in and be the quarterback of. A team that's scrappy, a team that clearly can compete. He just might be the missing piece. So the Giants might, you know, they should be 0-2, but we're both on the Niners this week. I just think it's a little bit too much for them to overcome. Absolutely. 100% agree. Brock Purdy's got those dudes humming right now. Yeah, he does. Ayuk and Debo and Kittle and and, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I just... I continuously pray for good health for everyone around the league, truly, mm-hmm. because they are a, a unit to handle when they're fully healthy. They're scary. They're, a they're unit. very scary this year, and especially, you know, the big question mark was Brock Purdy. Yep, and he's, and shown, he's, he's shutting everybody he up right now. He's not the last pick in the draft worthy. No. He wasn't. He should have been like a first or second round. <laughs> they're on a collision course with those Cowboys, man. Yeah, like. they are. That should be. That'll be. I think they play this year at some point. Yeah, they play in like so week like five or six. That'll be. I mean, Ooh. everyone will be watching that game. Can't wait. Moving on to the Falcons at the Lions. The Lions are three point favorites at home. 
juiced to minus 115. The over-under is 46 and a half. As always, this, these are your boys, so I'll let you go with it. First of all, that was a great win on Sunday by the Falcons against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. We were, you know, needing a score. Desmond Ritter just steps up and just becomes a man almost in front of our eyes. Yep. And we are seeing a young star in B. John Robinson. The kid is just... You, watch, you remember that play when he – it looked like he broke five dudes' ankles. At one, least four. It was insane. Hard cut, hard cut, hard cut. dudes out of their shoes. It was awesome to see. And if you're a Falcons fan with me, there's a lot to be excited about in Atlanta. As soon as we get Desmond Ritter to really start using his weapons on the outside, like Kyle Pitts and Michael and uh, Drake London, as soon as we get him to start using them, really, we're going to be just fine. Is Kyle Pitts a bust? Mm, Two for fifteen yet. this week. Not yet. It's un- it's it's really unfortunate how he's used, man. Because you see the potential in him when he does make those miraculous plays. Mm. If imagine if we took a series in uh, a Falcons game where we went to Kyle Pitts exclusively, he would dominate because we'd be up and down the field. The kid can get open, he can catch, but they double him a lot. I mean, it's been over what two years now, or was he a rookie yeah. last year? No, uh, two years. So, I mean, it's not a small sample size for him anymore. He was hurt for a good a good majority of it, too. I understand that. But, I mean, just two for 15. He's Jonu Smith outdoes him four for 47. Just, it I mean, really it bugs just, me when those routes are going to Jonu Smith when they yeah. can easily go to Kyle Pitts. There. Right. I'm like, guys. But, I mean, they're the – it's there. Yeah. It's, it, it's it's right in front of us. Maybe, maybe maybe the writing is on the wall. Maybe yeah. he is a bust. But I'm still excited. He's still a freak athlete. Right. Um, he's I hope still, he does well. No. I, I mean, I hope I hope his career turns around. Maybe it's just not in Atlanta. Maybe, maybe. he needs to go somewhere else because maybe. this is not a passing team that he seems like. You know, they brought him in to be a receiving tight end. And that's not how he's being used here. So maybe it's just because we do a lot of uh, like RPOs, right? And he it requires him to block. And Johnny Smith's a better blocking tight end than right. he is. So unfortunately, that's just you know the hand the hand he's dealt. Mm-hmm. And I really want Kyle Pitts to understand. I still love you, dog. You're still my dog. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hopefully he turns it around because he really is a special talent. There he, he was drafted fourth overall for a reason. Right. I would have did the exact same thing. Right. So. Um, I will take the Lions at the minus three. Um, I just don't trust the Falcons' offense enough to mm-hmm. keep up with the Lions here. I mean, the Lions didn't look super convincing, obviously, against the Seahawks last week either. But you know the um, Lions are a smoking gun, man. They're- they are, and they're at home. I just think I think asking the Falcons to cover less than a field goal is a lot in this spot. Um, unless the Falcons run for 150, 200 yards, I just think the Lions... Possible. It is possible, but I just think the Lions will do enough to keep them at arm's length and be able to cover three, at least win by three here. So yeah, I'll, I'll side with the Lions. The, uh, that's actually not a bad pick because Jared Goff, we, I told you last week, Jared Goff is a different quarterback when he plays at home. Right. When he plays at home and Ford Field in Detroit, the dude just goes nuts. He gets minimum 300 yards. He doesn't use he doesn't throw picks as opposed to last week. He threw one. But uh, it was a pick six that cost him the game, right. too. It's even worse. Yeah. But whatever. Um, Jared Goff is just a different quarterback at home. Detroit has a mean pass rush with uh, uh, what's that kid's name? 97. Hutchinson. Yeah, he's a, he's a mean SOB, man. That dude is good. good. Yes. And um, 
they're going to pass the ball a lot because Atlanta doesn't have – they're going to think Atlanta doesn't have a good secondary. But watch out, man. Jesse Bates has been playing so good. He's been off the hook. Woo, man. Maybe that's what the Bengals are missing. Woo. Maybe they should have paid they up to keep him They should have paid up. I mean, they should have. Atlanta is reaping the fruit – is reaping the benefits of it because yeah. our secondary is – you don't throw to that right side with Terrell and Bates sitting over there yeah. because it's going to go the other way. I will take Atlanta not only because they're my favorite team – but if they run the ball effectively, which we have a top five offensive line in the league, we run the ball effectively with Bijan and Tyler Algier, 150 yards, 200 doesn't seem hard to obtain. No, you're right. And when we do, when we run the ball effectively and we don't ask Desmond Ritter to throw it 45 times a game, we are, we're going to be a tough out, man. So yeah. I mean, like I said, I think I can see this game being a three-point game. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'll just, I'll just side with the home team there. Uh, moving on to the Bills at the Commanders. The Commanders are plus six and a half. The over-under is 44 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Bills here. The Commanders were pretty good. Uh, they looked good against the Broncos. Um, we still don't know what kind of team this Broncos team is with Sean Payton. Um, and maybe Russ is just cooked at this point. Let Russ cook. Let Russ be cooked is kind of what it has been the last year in these last couple of games. Um, I just think the Bills got right against the Raiders. I don't think the Commanders are a much better team than the Raiders. Um, yeah, so I'll take I'll take Josh Allen and the Bills at the minus six and a half. You're only asking me to lay a touch or a touchdown against the team that should be 0-2. Uh, or no, I one and one. I'd give them one and one. They they won pretty convincingly against the Broncos, but uh, I'll take the Bills. Okay. Um, the only reason I worry about the Bills this week is they're at Washington. Right. Number one. Number two. Do you think that matters? So I don't think Washington has a crazy home field advantage. It's not. It's not. It's not. But what I'm saying is Josh Allen on the road with the with the team that gets to the quarterback. Washington gets to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. They force pressure. Their corners are young, but they're actually really they're not they're not horrible. I promise you that. They've got a young dude, number thirteen. I can't think. I can't think of his name right now. I, 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 my bad, big dog. But um, he's really talented corner. I've watched them play. Washington is a scary defensive team, so I worry about Josh Allen in this one. I probably would fade him in fantasy if I were a, a few people. Okay. Um, but I will also take the Bills. I do think um, the Bills' defense is going to score in this game. That is. You know, the saving grace for a lot of teams like, you know, Dallas and stuff like that, man. They just had to rely on Dak. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I will also take the Bills. But don't be surprised if the Commanders make this a game and the Bills only win only win by three. But I will I do agree with you when it, when you talk about Josh Allen and, you know, they just lay waste to the Raiders this weekend. It was pretty ugly. Thirty it was like thirty eight ten. Yeah. They're click they're gonna start clicking here soon. Yeah, I mean and and it's not a it's not a thing where I think the commanders are a bad team by any stretch. I no. just think the Bills had a chance to get right and I think they did. And I and I think that they're a, at least a touchdown better team than the commanders. That's really all it is. That's very fair. Yeah. But I'm definitely with you when it says who who were we picking? Right. Yeah I gotta take the Bills. Yeah. Got to. All right, so we're both on the Bills there at the minus six and a half. Moving on to the Broncos and Dolphins. The Dolphins are minus six and a half. The over-under is 48 and a half. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos here. I don't feel great. Look, I know I don't feel great about it, but here's the thing. Sean Payton has to win. This is a must-win game for the Broncos. Um, 
I don't know how they get it done, to be completely honest. I think the Patriots kind of gave a blueprint, at least to how to slow down the Dolphins. And I think, I don't think they'll win, but I think they can keep it within that six and a half. A must win for Sean Payton. I'll tell you what. They're they're 0-2 going into this week. How many teams have gone into playoffs after being 0-3? Not a lot. Not very many. Not a lot. You'd so, have to basically win the win the rest with maybe one loss in between. Right. Maybe. Yeah. But I am all over Tua and those Dolphins right now. Let me explain. Let me explain. Tua has just won his first two games. On the road, mind you, against who did they beat week one? Uh, Chargers. The, the Chargers. And then he goes into Foxborough and beats uh, Bill Belichick coach Patriots team. Who you say they had the blueprint? I don't know, man. I feel like they could have put up way more points than what they wanted, what they what they did. Um, Tua just looks different to me this year. He looks focused. He looks dialed in. Tyreek looks unguardable. You also have to remember, Jalen Waddle might be out. He went That's, into concussion protocol at the end of that game. If they lose Jalen Waddle, I mean, that Tyreke takes away is an Tyreke. element. That takes away an element. That but now you can focus on Tyreek a hell of a lot more if you don't yeah. have to worry about Jalen Waddle on the other side of the field. I get, I get it, but this does not take away from Mike McDaniel and his coaching ability. Did you see how wide open those receivers were for Miami? Mm-hmm. Those dudes are – he's dialing it up, and I'm not talking dial soap. He is <laughs> dialing it up, and he's connecting right now. I don't – the Dolphins in early football, when the sun's still out, are a damn good football team. I totally agree with you. Like, I, this could be a game where the Dolphins win by 10 – 14 easily. I see it. I just, the Broncos aren't going to go 0 and 17 against the spread. They're just not that bad of a team. That, that so offense they'll, they'll, looks so bad. It does. And the, in, in like, the first half is your playbook, the things you worked with all week. That's the thing you practice with. You know what the second half is? Off script shit. Right. Like, this is when, okay, it's time to dig in and go get the quarterback. That's when those DNs are starting to really barrel in and come after you. Russell Wilson, maybe he's just lost his juice when he was like running out of the pocket making plays no, back in Seattle. Maybe yeah. he's just lost his juice because it's not there. He had that one, his best pass was the one he had to Mims for that long touchdown. Right. That was his best pass. Like I said, it's more of me just trusting a veteran coach, a veteran quarterback in a must win spot to at least get up for this game and make it competitive is the only reason I'm taking the Broncos. I understand. Yeah. Um, so that being said, I'm on the Broncos. Dre is on the Dolphins at the minus six and a half. We'll move on to the Texans at the Jaguars. Jaguars minus nine and a half at home. The over-under is 43 and a half, juiced to the over at minus 115. I think we're both on the Texans here. Yeah. I'm, I'll let you speak on it a little bit more. My my worry is just those nine points can be made up in garbage time a little bit. Right. Because C.J. Stroud, if you noticed the last couple of weeks. He they, looks like a good garbage yeah, time quarterback. That's a great garbage time quarterback. <laughs> he's throwing it 45 times. Yeah. He's getting 345, 400 yards. Okay. That would scare me a little bit with those, with, with the, with those garbage time points. There is nothing scarier than having a 14-point lead at the end of the game with the other team that you don't need to cover having the ball because mm-hmm. you know it's going to be a lot of soft coverage. And it's going to be, be they're just going to let them go right down the field. 
I I just have a feeling that this could be yes, this could be a backdoor cover for the Texans. They are not a good team, but again, they They have promise. I'll give them that. They have a couple of good wide receivers. I like. I like the tank. The the tank Tank Bigsby. Yeah, no, that's a Jaguars. That is Jaguars. Um, Tank Dell. Tank Dell. The wide receiver. receiver, Uh, Nico Collins looks like. Him and CJ are clicking it off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've got some pieces, but obviously they've got a long way to go. Right. So, um, fade Damian Pierce. Get get Start getting rid of him. Yeah. I'm letting you guys, fantasy owners, Damian Pierce. Eh-eh. Yeah. Um, but like I said, that's a lot of points. And I've been noticing garbage time for the Texans. So, I'm going to take the Texans. That's a lot of points. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I just, I think the Jags are a good team. Um and it's a division game too. Yeah, you're just—it's just too much. They lost a tough game to the Chiefs. They were in it the whole time. Oh, they, they had that game. They—they they let so many opportunities slip through their fingers. So they I just think this is, yeah. Bad. I think this is just a bad spot for them uh, to ask them to cover ten, like you said, against a division rival. And I think the backdoor cover is just so live in this game. To me, this um, is one of those traps of the week. Like you think, oh yeah, Jacksonville got this one. Yeah. It's locked up. We're gonna ram it in on. The- Right, so we'll, we'll both be on the Texans here at the plus nine and a half. Moving on to the Colts at the Ravens. The Ravens are minus eight and a half. The Colts are minus 115 at plus eight and a half. The over-under is 44 and a half. Um, I'm on the Colts here, and I'm on the Colts no matter who's playing quarterback. Gardner the, or Anthony? Gardner or Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, the Ravens... Again, good team. This just feels like another spot where the where the backdoor cover is very live. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I think he'll play in this game still. So uh, he's a beast. Man. He's good. I think he's he's going to be the best quarterback out of this class. Okay, that is not a far stretch because I'm seeing things from him like that dude hasn't played a whole lot of football. And he's making this play already. He's already Cam Newton's size. So all we really got to do is fine tune him a little bit. And all he doesn't—he doesn't seem like he needs that much fine tuning. His maybe go through his progressions a little bit faster, right. maybe. But that kid looks explosive. He's got rushing touchdowns already. He's a, go get him in fantasy. Yeah. That's a that's a fantasy winner right there. Yeah. Um, but I actually. I'm loving the Colts as well. Mm-hmm. And this might yeah. be sneaky, one of the best games of the week, because if Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson, right. oh, yeah. yes. So just be clear, you're on the Colts? I am. Because you are on, I was on, on the, Ravens. the Ravens. I was on the Ravens, but I, I've talked myself into okay. being with Indianapolis. Okay. I'm going to go for it. And it, I, I do love Gardner Minshew. He's easily the best backup quarterback in football. Him or Taylor Heineke, Ooh. in my opinion. Yes. Okay, so there that there goes your 32. You're one of 32. <laughs> These guys, Gardner Minshew and Taylor Heineke, could a thousand percent be starting over a ton of guys yes. in the in, that are playing right now. Sure. Um, okay, so Dre and I are both on the Colts at the plus eight and a half. Sorry, you had to change that. My bad. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> uh, moving on to the Chargers at the Vikings. The Vikings minus one and a half. The over-under is 54.5, the highest total of the week in this one. Um, the uh, under is juiced to minus 115. We are on opposite ends of this one, so I'm going to let you explain why you like the Chargers before I, I take the Vikings. Uh, <laughs> before I take the Vikings. Um, like I said, this is just strictly me 
not trusting Minnesota's defense at all. Um, I think Jay Herbo has another one of his patented 300-plus games, multiple touchdowns, but there is the possibility of him not winning the game, like you said earlier. And the more the more I thought about it now, I'm glad I didn't respond because I've had a chance to sit down and yeah, think about right. it. You know, um, you might you might be you might be a little correct. You do have to win. You got to win. At the end of the day, you got to get the W. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't care about your defense. I don't care about your coach. I don't care about anything. If you got an opportunity to win the game, you go you, win. You go win the game. Period. So. Maybe Jay Herbo needs to be put in a position to do that, and he's just not doing that so far. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I still love the Chargers today. Mike Williams. Right. And, and I'll take – so I'll take the Vikings. They have the best – they're going to have the best player on the field at any one point. Justin, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a defense. The Chargers defense hasn't shown me any reason to believe in them either. So and they have some dudes, man. They, do. they have talent all over the field. DNs, they have good linebackers, they've got good corners, they've got good safeties. What the heck is going on with the Chargers? Bad coaching. Why are we why are they 0-2? Why are the Vikings 0-2? These are two teams that should not be 0-2. And Kevin O'Connell's a good this, coach, too. He is a good coach. Very this good. is the battle of two very good 0-2 teams. Um so again, These are the, the two picks that we took for a playoff teams. It is. It is. This is. I honestly, this is one of the as zero two teams. This is one of the best games of the week. Hundred percent. Because you have one team that more than likely will be knocked out of the year if they lose going zero and three. Mm-hmm. You have one team that's going to try and save their season. And that, to me, I think if the Vikings go zero and three, they have a better chance of possibly sneaking into the playoffs than if the Chargers go zero and three. Right. Because the Chargers are in a much, brutal division. Much harder division. You don't want to go into that division. Right. Sorry. So, yeah, I'll take the Vikings here at the minus one and a half. I just like the home team with a lot more on the – or not a lot more on the line, but I just – They're I just, playing in a dome. It's time to air that thing out. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of passing in this game. Kirko will have a huge game. Yeah, like you said, there's going to be a lot of big numbers put up in this game. I agree. So, uh, but, yeah, Chargers for Dre here at the plus one and a half. I'm on the Vikings at the minus one and a half. I get one and a half points too. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. you get the one and a half. Heck yeah. Start off with the safety league. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the Patriots at the Jets. The Jets plus two and a half, minus 105. The over-under is 37. Uh, juiced to the under at minus 115. I don't remember the last time I've seen a total this low. 37. You didn't even you don't even get 37s in preseason. No. Let alone in the regular season. Um, I'm on the Patriots here. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. Um, I'll, I'll just – it's the Jets. Zach Wilson doesn't look good. Um, Didn't we call the three picks last week? We, we did. <laughs> we did. We literally five. said three to four interceptions. Easily. And that's what happened. And when he goes against Belichick, man, it is just Belichick has his number. Yeah. And I'm loving Mac Jones to get their isn't that their first win of the year? This will be their first one of the year, yeah. So like I said, we we said it in previous episode, I just I feel bad for Jets fans this year that they got away from Zach Wilson. Finally we're off that Zach Wilson train. Now we're right back into it. And you're right back into it four plays into the season. Oh gosh. It was so so tough. But anyway, I'm on Bill Belichick and those pats. 
Yeah, me too. I, I, there's really not much else to say about this game. No. It's more of a fade of the Jets and Zach Wilson than I would fade this game completely. Yeah, uh, it's not getting any real money. From no, me. it's not getting no real money yeah. from me at all. Um, moving on to the Saints at the Packers. The Packers are minus two at home. The over under is forty two and a half. Juiced to the over at minus one fifteen. Um. I'll take the Saints. I just I think they're just a little bit more well-rounded than the Packers. Not much more well-rounded, but a little bit more. Um, and I don't know. I, I just think a loss like the Packers had this last week, it, told, it stings it told around. It, it, it stays around for, for at least a week. And the Saints, you know, coming into this game 2-0 – a divi- not a division rival, but you know this is this is a big game for the Saints to to show that they're for real to go into Lambeau and and start the season three and zero. So I'm gonna roll with the Saints at uh, plus two. Yeah, this is one of the this is another game I don't I don't think I'm gonna lay real any real money on. I don't really particularly love either one of these teams because Derek Carr still looks a little shaky to me, mm-hmm. and we kind of saw what happens if you really we turn up the pressure a little on Jordan Love. Um, when everyone, the situation where everyone knows you're passing the ball, right? What are you gonna do in that scenario, right? And we, you know, you saw a little bit of it um, this past weekend <laughs> yeah. when Atlanta beat them. <laughs> Sorry, um, I forgot who I chose. Who did I choose? Um, you I, took the Packers here. I'm gonna stick with the Packers. I still believe in their defense. I still believe in their um, their offensive line is still really good. They still give Jordan Love a lot of protection back there. So if they can give him time to throw it. And um, they'll be fine. So give me the uh, give me the pack. Cool. All right. Moving on to the Titans at the Browns. The Browns are minus three at home. The over under is forty. Juice to the under at minus one fifteen. Um, I love this game. I'm gonna take the Titans here at the plus three. Uh, such a sad, sad scene oh, uh, for Chubb. Nick Chubb. Uh, this. This last, you know, two, or yesterday as of recording. Um, and you could see when he went down, the entire offense changed for it, the Browns. It was not the same. No. Jerome Ford was good. Solid. He's, he was a very solid player in that game. Go get him in fantasy. If you can. If you can. Yeah, you have to pretty much have the first waiver priority to get him this week. I would but, take him even if you didn't need him either. Yeah, if you, can, him. if you can, grab him anywhere you can. Um, again, the Titans just really well coached. You're giving me three points against a team that just dropped a really tough game against the Steelers. Again, another tough, tough loss. Yeah. It's hard to overcome. Um, yeah, I, I just, I like the Titans here. Uh, yeah, I'm on the opposite. This is another one. We're on the opposite side. I like Cleveland. That defense showed me something last night. So yes, TJ Watt is fantastic and made a great play, but at the end of the day, that Browns defense was suffocating. Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, they're causing a lot of havoc on that defensive line, which which is what I would think, which is what I think will give Tannehill trouble. Mm-hmm. So give me the Browns, minus three. Fair, easy. We'll move on to the Panthers at the Seahawks. The Seahawks minus five and a half. The over uh, juice to minus 115 at that minus five and a half. The over-under is 42. We both agree Seahawks here at the minus five and a half. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot to say about it. Seahawks 
win a big game um, at home now against a Panthers team that has looked less than impressive, to put it nicely. They look like they're quarterbacked by a rookie quarterback. A hundred percent. So that's just... They're going to go through growing pain. Did the Panthers make a mistake by no. trading up for Bryce Young? No, because I think Bryce looks – I think he looks good when he has, uh, you know, the clean pocket. And even when he got out of there, he made a couple dudes miss with a nice move here. He he throws a good ball, and quite frankly, you know, I don't think they need to panic necessarily on Bryce. But do I think they need to fully invest into him, give him some weapons, make sure you upgrade that O-line, take a couple years for him to develop? Yes. Because Bryce, he does have a really good processor. That's that's hard. Okay, to so about. here's here's my rebuttal to that. Okay. So again, this week Bryce Young, twenty two for thirty three, hundred fifty three yards, one touchdown. Uh, he ran two times for thirty four yards. Now, my question isn't so much why did the Panthers make a mistake because of Bryce Young. Knowing the quarterback class that you have this year, why wouldn't you have waited? Bryce Young would probably be like the fourth or fifth dude picked in this year's draft. Yeah. So he I wouldn't think, be number one. That's I don't think they needed to trade. I didn't think they needed to trade up for him this year. Take your lumps. Go get – they should have gone and got like a Gardner Minshew, a this, a that. Exactly. And waited until this year – Use that draft capital to trade up to get one of those guys. Then that nobody would have gave it up, though. Do you? I don't know about that. So, but. Man, we talk. The Pac-12 was disbanding, but they have some of the best quarterback play. It's gonna be. It's so awesome, man. Right. We're gonna have a great NFL draft next year. Huge. I mean, the Pac-12 just in general has been awesome this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so pretty self-explanatory for both of us. We're taking the Seahawks here. Just, yeah. I just. That might be the dud of the week. Like the yeah, it could definitely <laughs> be. Um, moving on to the Bears at the Chiefs. The Chiefs minus 12 and a half. Uh, the over-under is 47 and a half. We can move past this one. We'll too. move pr- pretty quick. Justin Fields has just been as bad as I thought he was going to be. Okay, this yeah, year. Let, me, let me go yeah, ahead. Yeah, please. Let me, please. Yeah, okay. Folks, let me go ahead and give Marky his flowers. I'm going to go ahead and. <laughs> Give it up because what I've seen from Jay Fields is just abysmal. You're is, seeing you're seeing what you saw I've from seen, him no, 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 the no, no, last no, no, no. two years. He didn't look as bad. Ain't no way he looked as bad. My boy, he looks, looks worse. He looks like he hasn't progressed. Yeah, and he's not seeing. That's the, the big thing. He's not seeing the field well, and like we we can't keep blaming it on talent around him. We can't right. keep blaming it on the coach. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's Eberflus's fault. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's uh, you know general management can go up and say we didn't draft this guy. Maybe Chicago can go for Bear because they're going to have a good draft pick this year. I would I don't know see what you can get for Jay Fields and test the test the test the waters, man. Because you know they could also they're also in the same position Arizona is in. They could so have they, one and two. They could. Yeah, so they imagine them getting Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. That then they all they would have to do shore up that defense, yeah. go get some dogs on defense. Yeah, that's all you would have to do with that. Yeah, because Marvin Harrison is really good. He's going to be one of the only receivers taken in the first round. I tell you mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so we're both on the Chiefs here at the minus twelve and a half. Absolutely. Moving on to the Cowboys at the Cardinals. The Cardinals plus 12 and a half at home, minus 110. The over-under is 43. 
I hate taking the Cardinals. I really do. And it's not me being a fan. It's just they've showed that they're not the worst team in football in the last two weeks. There, there's no way that you can sit there and say after they should have beat the Commanders, late loss, after they were up 28-7 to on the Giants, like I said, that was a tank moment. They're, that was on purpose. I, I don't care what anyone says. If they weren't trying to lose, they would be at least 1-1 one one right now. I get that the Cowboys look like an absolute fucking powerhouse right now, but I think the Cardinals can do enough to keep it around the 12 and a half. I don't think both of these 12 and a halfs are going to cover. I, I think the That's Cardinals, yeah. you know, I think they'll keep it close enough. That's tough. Um, I don't know. I can't go against Dallas defense, especially in the first couple weeks. They, this is what they did last year. They started blitzing teams last year. They put 51 on Chicago last year. Like, I could see a whole lot of Micah Parsons, forced fumble touchdown, right. pick six. That defense is explosive. It's good. And I think if all of them don't hit, so be it. I'm taking Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. Like, this game could be another 45 20, to 7. 20, 25 point win by, by the Cowboys. Yes. You know? Another situation where Dak doesn't have to do much, and he, all he has to do is just sit back and not turn the ball over. Okay, so here's a question. Are the Cowboys as good as we think they are? Yes. They played a very bad Giants team, mm-hmm. from what we can see. You got to see you, They got to play an Aaron Rodgers Jets team. Now if they come into the card, now they go into Arizona, beat the brakes off them, that's fine. Now you're going to play three teams that would be a combined one and six. I 100% understand your question. And let me just you know go off by saying, I'm going to give you my fair, my real assumption of Dallas. Mm-hmm. When they play, I think they have six elite quarterbacks on their schedule. Uh, starting with San Fran. Like elite right. teams, I mean. They, those are the teams that they're going to be, they're going to get 10 or 11 wins just beating the crap out of bad teams. Right. Um, but when... Dallas plays a good team, and when they don't have to necessarily play with the lead all the time, that's when we're going to see if they're really good. I do sure. think their defense is their defense as advertised. Is legit. And their offense is a hell of a lot better than we're giving credit to. They, Tony Pollard is fantastic. I love the Deuce Vaughn kid. I love uh, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's that probably kid, like top three receivers. That kid is really good. Yeah. So, I'm like I said, I know all these 12 points may not hit. It's just a lot. It's just that's especially with the Cardinals at home. Yeah, but I'm going for the yeah. Cowboys. I okay, just... so Cowboys for Dre, Cardinals for me. Moving on to the Sunday night game, you have the Steelers at the Raiders. The Raiders minus one and a half. Ew. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the Raiders. I I just think again they're they got a pretty decent offense. They didn't have the best showing against Buffalo, but you know now they're at home. The Steelers have to travel west. I'll, I'll just I I just like the Steelers here. I mean, this is the you trap the of the week. The or, yeah, the Raiders. This is the trap of the week for me. Oh, I can agree. You know, the, I can agree. There's going to be a lot of public money on the Steelers getting a point and a half. Um, I yeah, I just think the Raiders can do enough to squeeze out a three point win here. If I can remember, I don't know who the heck the Raiders' right tackle is. Whoever the right tackle is, I hope you got a. Good, I hope you got your rest because yeah. T.J. Watt's coming, yeah. and that's why I'm going to take the Steelers. I don't think. Um, I mean, I think that's a perfect number. I do think this will be a closer game than what people are giving credit for because mm-hmm. the offense is so scarce. Right. Um, but that defense is for real. Yeah. When T.J. Watt locks in, 
the, the, the guy is almost is he's damn near unblocked. Best best defensive player in football. Ooh. Maybe outside of Aaron Donald. Him him and Aaron Donald are one A and one B. Yes. Okay. I'll give you that. So I'll give you that. You get no argument. Yeah. So Raiders for me, Steelers for Dre. Moving on to Monday night, the Eagles at the Bucks. The Bucks plus five and a half, minus one fifteen at home. The over-under is 46. Give me Baker plus the five and a half. And I hate to say this. I'm with Three him. touchdowns, no interceptions. I hate to say this, folks. I'm with them. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is to me, this is the trap of the week. I feel like everyone thinks they're going to oh, smash spot for this, Philly. This is a, yeah, this is a smash spot for Philly. No, 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 no. The that, Buccaneers aren't going to go 3-0. and That Tampa defense is nothing to be played with. And Baker Mayfield, regardless of how I might feel, is balling. He right has now. command of this he's, offense. He's hooping right now, and he's helping me in fantasy with Mike Evans. So, quite <laughs> frankly, keep hooping, Baker. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me the bucks here. I, I love it. Plus the five and a half. We're gonna see Baker if he starts three now. I'm getting the Baker Mayfield jersey. I'm with you. I'll okay. go with you to get right, that jersey. Cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Moving on to our second Monday night game: the Rams at the Bengals. The Bengals minus two and a half at home. Minus one hundred four. The over under is forty three and a half. I'm gonna take the Bengals under the assumption that Joe Burrow is playing, because this is another spot where you can get trapped. You can get trapped and. This is a must win at home against a team that doesn't have their best player that I think is playing a little bit better than what the talent is on their on their roster. Way better. So I, I just give me with Joe Burrow, the Bengals. With Joe Bangles. With Joe Bangles. With Joe Burrow. With Joe Burrow minus two and a half. Okay, I'm down for it, but uh I don't know. I'm loving the Rams here. I love the Rams in this spot. Um Joe Burrow, like you said, struggling. But as I said earlier, we've seen this picture. They started off like, I think it was one in four last year mm-hmm. and ended up winning like 10 or 11 ball games in a row. So I'm like, okay, Joe Burrow is obviously not worried until probably week four or five. But if he doesn't, he's got to get his, got to get healthy, Joey B. Yeah. Get healthy. If you need to take a week, take a week. Right. But even still, I'm going to take the Rams. I'm loving the Puka Nakua hype. He's great. I love it. 30 and catches in two weeks. They're, thinking, they're like, oh, he's going to be the wide receiver one when Cooper Cup comes back. Okay. Stop. He still might catch 10 to 15 passes. No cap because they throw the ball 35 times yeah, a game. Yeah. But so, then, like, his yardage will go down a lot. 100%. He'll, he'll be running around in the slot. Cooper Cup is still that dude. Yeah, right. And quite frankly, when he comes back, because he's going to come back, believe yeah. it or not. Um, you, may, think, you know, may not be Kyler Murray's case, but Cooper Cup's coming back for sure. Yeah. Uh, like I said, give me those Rammies. Yeah, I love, I love them in this spot. So Rams for Dre, Bengals for myself. Uh, just to cover the teaser for the week. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills down to minus a half a point. The Bucks up to plus eleven and a half. The Chiefs down to minus six and a half. The Titans up to plus nine, and the Saints to plus eight. Five teams, six leg part. Uh, five teams, six leg teaser. I hit last week. I don't know if I gave the same picks that I actually took on my own, um, but I did hit my five team teaser this last week. And yeah, that's it. Thank you guys for watching. Um, if you guys are looking for something else to watch, if you're a late night owl like me. 
Australian rules football is in the middle of their playoffs right now. They're really close to their grand final. Um, GWS Giants take them to win the whole thing. The offense is nuts. They move at a real. They play at a really fast pace. Uh, I don't know. I think they're probably like plus five to six hundred. Really good value. Australian rules football. Uh, other than that. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, crazy that you guys listen to me and Dre talk about football for, it's I think, nuts. a little bit over an hour this week. So thank you guys again. Have a good rest of your week. Win a little bit of money. Get back on the horse. Much we'll better week this week. We'll see y'all next week, man. Y'all right. be easy. See ya.